0: welcome back y'all to another episode of the podcast today we have another guest with us some of y'all may know him um he's kind of a legend around these parts uh mr brian scoggins hey guys how's it going so mr brian we're glad to have you on the podcast and um some people may know you some people may not but
1: for those that don't tell tell them a little bit about yourself Okay, well, I, I'm going to dispute the legendary status, I'll tell you that <laughs> right now. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I've been around uh, our hometown here, at Griffin, for quite a while. Um, I was born around here, left for Florida. My parents uh, divorced when I was five, so ended up living in Florida growing up uh, with a single mom and came back here in 97 when I became a Christian, started going to church with my dad, and I've been here ever since. Um, I I'm married. I've been married to my wife, Ivy, for um, a little over 18 years now. I have two teenage sons, Brady and Max, who are your good friends. Yes, sir. Um, I work with a foster care agency now. We help, we're private, we help DFACs place kids in families that we recruit from churches. Okay. So that's our specific kind of aim there. And I spent 12 years as the drummer for Christian Band Casting Crowns, In which, funny enough, I've been gone for a year and a half from them, but I got a call this week. And went out and did a fill-in date uh, this week for, for casting crowns at the Missouri State Fair. So awesome. it's good to know that, you know, it's still in there and the relationship's still there. So, uh-huh. yep, that's a little bit about me. That's awesome. So also tell me
0: about three most three of the most influential people in your life and how they impacted you.
1: All right. Three people. Um, I mean, I am a Christian, so obviously Jesus, of course. I mean, yes, sir. you know, I mean very influential i'd say (laughs) another one would be uh the apostle paul right his writings in the new testament wow but okay so let's be fair people that are like you know that i actually have known in person is that what you're getting at yes All all right all right um let me think here wow influential people probably the newest most influential person in my life right now is a guy named charlie chase he's the pastor of the church that we go to called community church griffin here in griffin um He's an awesome guy. I spend every Tuesday morning from 7:30 to at least 9:30 with Pastor Charlie in a booth at Corner Cafe. And uh I think I think he's trying to get me some seminary in or something. That's kind of what it is. It's like it's like seminary over breakfast every week. Charlie's one um That's awesome. man. Gosh. I'm bad at this kind of stuff. <laughs> I mean, because there's so many people, so narrowing them down and um Charlie's easy cuz he's like he's a fresh one right on my mind. Um my goodness, three influential people. Wow. I mean, I mean, it's like my parents, you know, my wife, you know, they all influence me so, so much. My wife's a really influential person. All right, that's fair enough. She's an extremely influential person in my life. Um, and most people's wives, I think, should fall into that category because they're the ones who are always there. They're going to call you out when you're acting rude. You're going to treat them worse than you treat anybody else, it seems like, because you know they're going to take it. And uh so she teaches me a lot about patience and love and then she calls me out when I'm just being over the top and so her influence on my life I would say is maybe more than anybody else's. <laughs> she changes me big time. I'm sure. All right, so that's two. Um three I'll make this too long, man. How about two most influential people that's in my fine life? Cool with that? me. All right. That's
0: fine. <laughs> okay, and you did um earlier you mentioned that you were the drummer for Casting Crowns. How did you get that
1: position? Okay. Um, I got it the right way. I got it like all other good things have come to me in my life too um, when I wasn't looking for it, right? So um, I really believe when Jesus said, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. It's a true promise. And so every time in my life, I finally got to places where I wasn't looking and striving and trying to earn my way through is usually when god gave me what i wanted it was it was like that when i met ivy my wife um and it was definitely like that too with crowns um i was just a youth pastor at rock springs church here and um i got a random phone call out of the blue you know from mark hall he said our current drummer andy is is looking to step down and i just didn't know if you wanted to do it, you know, be a part of what we were doing. Uh-huh. And I had met them earlier years before, you know, through some other ministry I was doing. But would have would have not guessed it. But it just it was. I did not audition. I didn't try nothing. I just was trying to stay faithful to what God had called me to do in that moment. And then He opened another door.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: So this is not in my questions, but
0: um, how did how did he begin the band,
1: Mark? yes sir he's always been like a songwriter guy um he's got a gift and so he he was a youth pastor doing what the lord had called him to do he ended up going to first baptist daytona beach where he met juan and melody DeViva where they weren't married at the time um so they didn't have the same last name but they were a couple a college couple they were already in the youth group trying to help you know lead things and they lead the music a little bit well when mark becomes the youth pastor he's like hey i sing Let's all do it together, you know? So they kind of are the youth group band. And then other kids from the youth group begin to join, play guitar, stuff like that. They end up all moving to Atlanta together when Mark comes to Eagle's Landing First Baptist, which is kind of a big God thing, the fact that all these people down there would have followed their youth pastor to a new city just because they really felt like they had a ministry together that was important. Yeah. And so it was at Eagle's Landing where they met Megan. And um, that's where one of the kids in the youth group um, took the CD that they were making just for the youth group. It was like teaching songs. And he, and he met a guy named Mark Miller at his basketball camp when he was at college. And it's one of those kids that's like, you got to hear my youth pastor, man. Like, if you're a musician, uh-huh. you're going to like him, you know? Yeah. And so he hands this really famous country artist uh, his youth pastor's album. And he eventually listened to it, and he was blown away by the songs. And he wow. just cold called Mark and was like, hey, uh, would you like to do this? <laughs> yeah, it was like like I said, he wasn't trying. Yeah, just being faithful. That's awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: That's awesome because I know I've kind of grown up listening listening to them, but I've never really known their story. So that's yeah. awesome to finally hear it. Um, but you you also said that you're doing something else now, and I was wondering why you stepped down as the drummer.
1: Yeah, well, I did it for twelve years, and I I'm confident that God, um in a real miraculous kind of out of the blue way brought it to me and just the same way he real he helped me realize it was time to be done same same exact thing i wasn't looking to be done i wasn't planning to be done it was just one day there was so much ministry going on here at home you know it's just this is post-covid uh-huh. or we're actually kind of in the middle of covid when this was going on yeah um i had spent some time at home and god really was speaking to me through that time of like hey you can do this. You can stay home. I didn't know what that meant anymore. I'd been traveling for a long time since the boys were almost born, you know? And so, a lot of ministry that I knew God was calling me to that, that had to be the kind of ministry that you got to stick around town for. You got to be able to meet with guys throughout the week, you got to be able to be a part of uh, weekly ministries that are meeting and not always have an excuse while you're out of town. I got teenage sons. I felt like they just need their dad home every single night. Yeah. You know. So there was really a combination of things that that were all mounting. And then it was one day on the road when the Lord just, it kind of snapped. It was just like, you're released. And it was immediate. I, I went to Mark immediately and just say, hey, let's talk. And I didn't leave immediately. But as soon as I felt the Lord say, your time is winding down, I want him to know. And so from that day, it was about six months before I actually made the transition. So it was nice to be able to pray through and let the Lord reveal who the next drummer was going to be, which another amazing God story is the drummer that's currently in the band now uh, came up through the youth group. And a year to the month before he became the drummer of Casting Crowns, we were visiting him in rehab. So he was a kid that came up, loved by Mark, very close to the family. And he ended up getting having a skateboard accident and getting hooked on the pain pills, which kind of spiraled out of control. Mm-hmm. And so he ends up in a rehab. We're visiting him, right? He comes out of the rehab. God's done amazing work in his life. He's like a, he's like a changed, healed, set-free guy. And then it's a, it's a year to the day that we're up there visiting him that he takes my place as the drummer. Wow. It's amazing. The, wow. the providence of the timing because God said it was time for me to be done. He already knew what his plans were for Jack. And no. I didn't, so it's just cool to see him that's unfold awesome. stuff. You
0: know? And nothing's by chance. It's
1: no, no, not it's at all. All ordained by God, and that's yeah. that's, that's awesome. the goal. You got to always be looking for that. You know, you're not going to know what's happening while it's happening, or even why it's happening. But you got to be trusting in the Lord. And then when it starts to kind of work itself out, you start seeing the glory in it. You, uh-huh. know? <laughs> you start seeing Him. It's awesome. So, did you always want to be a drummer? I did. Yeah, my dad was a drummer growing up. Like I said, my parents were divorced. I would visit my dad during the summer. I'd usually spend the whole two months with him. He had a single wide trailer, had three bedrooms in it. One bedroom was the drum room. <laughs> and so he taught me the, my, like a basic 4-4 four, four drum beat. And so every day, all day during the summer, he'd be at work. Me and my brother would be there. And I would jam on every song that came on the radio the same beat, <laughs> just faster or slower. Yeah, And that's that's how I learned how to play drums. So I've always dreamed about being a drummer. Wow, Mm -hmm. that's amazing. If you could go back
0: and give your 18-year-old self one piece of advice, what would that be? All
1: right, it would be, Brian, cling to God's Word. Don't act like you know God apart from it. Don't make it up as you go. Just cling to it. Get it in your heart. Obey it no matter what the cost. Learn to love God. It's not a set of rules. It's a revelation of who God is. So just love it and know that God is revealing himself. He wants you to know him through the Bible. That's what I wish I would have clung on to at an early age. I I I felt like I was clinging to Jesus, but it got vague at times. I was figuring it out kinda of as I made it up in my head, mm-hmm. rather than going to the word and going, Okay, God, this is how I feel, but this is what you say and ordering my life at a much younger age around what God said rather than what I felt. You know, does that makes yeah. sense?
0: Yeah, and for me personally, I try and um you know, listen to the advice of many people that I look up to, um, my dad, my grandfather and so on, and I try to like Take what they've told me and stuff, and so I can kinda you know what they've encouraged me and kinda do do my I don't know how to say it, but like my life around that, you know, like so I don't make mistakes that they may have made and mm-hmm. just just learn and see how some of the stuff they're telling me I can apply in my own life, yeah, so it's wise man it's that's wise. yeah that's that's important to me mm-hmm. so you mentioned something about foster care and how um, y'all do that now. What, what is that exactly?
1: Yeah, well, foster care is, you know, it's something that the state runs. But when there's circumstances where children are being neglected or just, you know, not that the parents are bad or even want to. They just sometimes get addicted or they fall on hard times and mm-hmm. they just drop the ball, you know, and they're in a bad place. So the state will sometimes step in. And they'll have to remove the kids from the home, but they got to go somewhere. Yeah. And so that's what you call foster care. There's volunteer families that go and get licensed and they're willing to take these children and nurture them. So what we specifically do is we believe that God has called Christian people, aka the church, right? Collectively, we're the church. He's called the church to be the ones to care for the vulnerable, weak ones, you know, the fatherless mm-hmm. and the widow. And so... um, I think it's something that the church has probably lost sight of, even though the Bible, Old and New Testament, is really clear about God's heart. And also, it's really a picture of what's happened for us. Like, we've been the orphans that God has called his own, right? And so God wants us to realize even how, much, how great his grace is as we do these kind of obedient acts, like take care of the fatherless and stuff. And so my job with the agency that I work for, it's called Families for Families, is I do a lot of speaking at churches, and I try to engage church people and families in churches to become foster parents. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And um,
0: it yeah, it's it's really sad. I you know I hear some stories about like how these kids come into foster care, but they have so many kids and or whatnot, and so they don't always get sent to the right home, mm-hmm. and so. Like I've never had that experience. I've been lucky to have both of my parents that really are loving and take care of me, but I think that's awesome that there's people like y'all out there that are making sure that they go to a good home with people that love them. Yeah. So do some of those families, eventually, do they sometimes decide to adopt them, or can they do that, or how does that work?
1: Yeah, it's not really a, a choice for the, f- the foster family um, at first. It's something that the state is trying to work a plan with their, the biological parents of the child. Okay. And when all attempts fail, then they will eventually uh, move the kid into an adoption status, you know. And that's when the foster parent has the opportunity to say yes or no, that's what I want to do. You know, a, lot, a lot of times they've already decided long before that they want to do it, but the opportunity's not there until the state yeah. grants it. We have a couple right now that's um, about to be adopted, one they've had for a little over a year. A little oh, wow. girl that we've got to keep a wow. pretty good bit. So that's awesome. those are cool stories. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure it's awesome to kind of see the um, the harvest of whatever you, all y'all have reaped and kind of mm-hmm. how y'all have done all this and how it turns out during, mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. the road. So that's awesome. Yeah. So during this season of your life, what has God
1: been showing you? Oh, man. Um, all right. It's pretty glaring and specific. God's been showing me, you know, um, I think it's 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Maybe it's 1 Corinthians chapter. I can't remember exactly, but it's the famous verse where Paul says, listen, I prayed three times for the Lord to remove this thorn in my flesh. We don't know what the thorn was. What, I don't know what it was bothering him or what was holding him up in his life, but he's like, I was asking God to take it away. I was pleading with the Lord. And the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you. My, my strength is made perfect in your weakness, Right? That is what the Lord's been showing me in this season of my life of like, I spent so much time trying to build a name and earn my way and discipline myself. And I was never good at those things. You know, I always felt less than, and it's been God's grace the last few years of him showing me how important it is to surrender to him. Not to be lazy, of course. I mean, you got to be willing to do whatever he calls you to do and whatever he puts in front of you, but your heart is surrendered to him right? It's not in rebellion to him because you want to build your own kingdom. And I've probably been there a lot in my life, even as a Christian. And so, um, it's the, he, through our weakness, our meekness, our surrender, and our trusting him, how strong he shows himself. In our life in the past four years, the kind of stuff that he's done, um, are things that money can't buy, you know? Um, we've walked away from all of our income in the last four years between my job at the church and my job with crowns. And I've just seen God do things that I I wouldn't have accomplished in in 20 years of working. You know what I'm saying? He did them in a year. So my strength is made perfect in your weakness. We can see how God can, when you finally surrender to Him, maybe addictions that you've been struggling with, you know, um, maybe... Uh, sh- Troubles, problems. God makes things like that vanish in a moment when you're when He's on the throne of your heart. And these are things that you might work on your whole life and never get a handle on. And when God goes to the top and He's King, everything about you changes. And it's your weakness that allows him to be on the throne, right? When you gotta get off the throne. Yeah. And so that's really what it's been the last year. I've just been seeing God show himself so strong through my surrender.
0: Wow, mm-hmm. that's
1: awesome. And you said
0: you said that uh, you know you lost m- most of your income when you stepped down from these positions, mm-hmm. and but God still opened the doors and provided. Yeah. And um, lately, that's uh, something that me and my dad have been talking about because right now, you know, I'm getting to the point where I'm going to graduate in a few years, so I've been thinking a lot about what I want to do.
1: And Hold up. you're going to graduate in like a year. Yeah, right. Year, okay. year and a half, <laughs> somewhere in there.
0: But i I don't know what I want to do, and I don't really want to go to college. Mm-hmm. And so he's he's been encouraging me lately because I can't decide what I want to do, and I feel like I'm gonna run out of time. And he just um, he just put he told encouraged me to read um, what is it? I think Matthew sixteen where it's talking about that he provides for our needs.
1: Is it the Do Not Worry passage? Yeah, Do Not Worry. I think it
0: may be Matthew 6. Uh, Matthew 6. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what it is. But yeah. anyways, he he encouraged me to read that, so I read it. And, you know, it's, it's just saying God will take care of your every needs. Do you see how he provides mm-hmm. for the sparrows and yeah. how he clothes the lilies of the field? And, you know, they're not worried about being fed or being clothed, and yet doesn't mm-hmm. God care much more about you? Yeah. So that's really encouraged me
1: lately. So mm-hmm. You know, the big problem man is most of us, um, we, we have a plan for ourselves. That's been informed by what we see everybody else doing. We have no mm-hmm. idea what God wants to do. The goal is to surrender. Yeah. To just to get to a place where you're going, God, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do, but whatever you have me doing is what I want to do. Yeah. You know? And that's
0: that's something I've been struggling with. You know, I you know, I have my own plans. I have stuff that I wanna do. But I've just been crying out to the Lord Lord, I want to do what you want me to do, and I know I'll be a lot more ha- a lot happier mm-hmm. doing what He wants me to do than doing what myself will have me to do.
1: I would never, I would never um, be scared of waiting on the Lord. you know, just if you, I mean, you know if you don't know, it's okay, just don't do anything. Yeah, or do, it, do the last thing He's told you to do. Just keep doing that until yeah. He tells you to do something different. you know.
0: What is a common myth?
1: about your job or field of expertise uh let's go with the drumming i mean i don't know about the myths of foster care yeah well one myth with foster care is that all the kids are broken damaged terrible you know hard to deal with and that's Uh not true i mean that is just not true um there's a there's a percentage that have some trauma but so many of them are just sweet they're just great um in drumming touring that it's like a um, really comfy posh lavish lifestyle Uh (laughs) it's not i mean you're you're, you just gotta take a peek back i mean you know it's not at all it's it's a it's a real rough exhausting um thing to do is tour you know especially in christian music i mean maybe if you're at the top of the world in touring and you have private jets and stuff but none of us have that yeah (laughs) no not at all
0: so what is one piece of advice you give to somebody
1: starting out in your career
0: whether that's foster care or drumming
1: Um, piece of advice. For drumming, I would just say, enjoy yourself. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I think, I think sometimes you just take yourself too serious. It can be a bad thing. So I think just enjoying yourself, having the right heart behind what you're doing, caring about the people you're with Uh and not, not doing everything to advance your own career. Yeah. Just be a genuinely caring, loving person who enjoys what they're doing. That's awesome.
0: What's one lesson that your job has
1: taught you that you think everyone should learn at some point in their life? Um, I guess the, the foster care job. It's, it's just taught me that God has called everybody who believes in Him to believe on Him like a child. Does that make sense? Like just completely dependent. That's what I mean by a child. I think that's what Jesus meant by when his disciples were arguing who was the greatest in Matthew chapter 18, he turns and says, yeah. fellas, unless you turn and become like children, you'll never enter the kingdom. He pulled the little kid up on his knee, and he's like, look at this kid. You gotta be like him. Doesn't mean become immature. Doesn't become ignorant. Doesn't mean all that. It means become dependent. You know, you yeah. gotta just trust. Um, because kids are so dependent on their parents. Absolutely. And Jesus is like, that's how this is. <laughs> that's yeah. how all this is. So, wow. um, yeah, it's just... Help me, help me remember the question because I was talking about that but I, I got to steer it to exactly what you asked. What was it again? <laughs> um, what is one lesson your job has taught you? Oh, that? that's right. Um, so working with these foster kids, man. Like there was this guy we had one time. Um, we were keeping him for nine days, him and his brother. And he was obsessed with Power Rangers. And all he wanted to do is watch Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. And he would like stand really close to the TV and just like act out all the moves. And he'd been doing this for days, you know, like days on end. Like that's all he wanted to do. And uh, finally, we had planned a day to go to, like, Chuck E. Cheese and to go to this little animal park. And I was like, man, we're going to go do some fun stuff today. We're going to get out of the house. He's like, I don't want to leave. I just want to, no, I don't want to go anywhere. And I knew he wanted to do He wanted to watch Power Rangers. Yeah. And I'm standing behind him, watching him, obsessed about this meaningless rerun that, you know, that's not doing anything. And I thought, if you only knew the good plans that I have for you today, they're going to blow your mind. You, you can't even fathom what I got planned for you because you're stuck on this pointless rerun. And the Lord just whispered to me, he's like, that's you. (laughs) You know? And so it just goes back to the surrender, to the trust, to the God, whatever it is you want me to do, that's what I want to be doing. I trust you that much to know it's better than my own plans. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's a great story.
0: So um, what occupation other than your own would you like to try?
1: Man, I don't know. (laughs) Retirement, how about that now? (laughs) Now, I'm dabbling with the idea. We just finished a a new house. Um, We're actually in it right now. We're in in Brady's bedroom. Um, So um, through the construction of the house, I was doing a lot of it myself towards the end, a lot of little projects, and I realized that I think there's a need for those services uh, in the community. Especially now, it's hard to get people to work. There's not a lot of people who are working, and they're all busy who are, so... I kind of got this little idea I may do a little bit of uh, offering of my services for like handyman stuff handyman, and see if I yeah. can help some folks. I don't know if it's going to take off. I don't know what's to come of it, but we'll we'll have to do an updated podcast when if if I'm like a world-class handyman. <laughs> yeah, guy. that would be awesome. Right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a great idea. There's a lot of people that you know don't even know how to change a light bulb. Oh yeah. So having somebody like you around, you know, who can do that and mm-hmm. You know that would be awesome.
1: That's right. I want to. I want to offer people uh, friendly. You know, good service. So somebody they can trust. Someone that's going to treat them fair. You yeah, know? that's what. I'm yeah, and
0: that's important, especially my uncle. He does. Um, he does construction, and um, that's an important thing. Getting making sure he's finding people that are reliable, mm-hmm. and that will get there on time when that show up when they say they'll show up. So yeah. that's that's a really important thing that people really that impress people when mm-hmm. you say what you're gonna do and stuff so clean
1: up your mess yeah you'd be surprised how many people come and work at your house and they just leave a mess for you oh yeah it doesn't take long to have like a little dustbuster, man you know (laughs) yeah
0: i had to i had to clean up a bunch of trash on the job today like gatorade bottles Mm -hmm. and everything laying around it's man it's crazy no joke
1: we're building a house up the up the driveway here for our in-laws and i have a massive construction dumper dumpster out there that's empty the guys who do the concrete leave There's about 10, I counted, 10 water bottles and some plastic bags laying on the ground six foot from the empty dumpster. (laughs) No joke. Man. That's what we're working with these days, guys.
0: (laughs) Yep, yep. Well, so do you have a name yet for your handyman service? Okay, here
1: comes the plug. Yes, I do. It's called, you're going to love this, Comfort Home Services. Because when you think of what we do i want you to be completely comfortable and i want you to think i want something done that's going to make my home even more comfortable yeah you know i'm even thinking about kind of specializing in smart home okay like, like hey alexa turn off the lights and they go off and you're still sitting on the couch that yeah. kind of stuff it's really easy to do sorry i didn't oh there's like alexa right See, She, i goes. already got it going alexa it's okay just calm down and turn off yep she's
0: always listening she's always listening so for my final question i asked um the last person i interviewed mr uh, billy smith i asked him and i'm gonna ask you too what is your go-to snack when you stop at a gas station
1: go-to snack all right if i'm at a qt i'm going for the uh like the 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 spicy pepper jack cheese uh what's it called a taquito on the roller oh i've never tried those it's the cheese one it's it's awesome
0: see when I go to one of those gas stations and I see them things on the roller, yeah, I I kind of get grossed out because hmm. they've probably been rolling on that thing all day,
1: just perfectly seasoned.
0: Well, you don't know how many people have touched them <laughs> and then put them back on there. But they're
1: hot, you know; it kills the germs. Yeah, I yeah, see the roller true. and my mouth starts watering.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. So, what would what would be your drink to go with that?
1: Oh, a large Diet Coke from the fountain every time. Okay. Yeah, biggest one they got.
0: And is um, is in your opinion is a fountain drink better than one in oh, a can? Gosh, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. Sure. Just and just a one in a can
1: sense. is better than one in a plastic bottle. I can't do the plastic bottles. I don't know. They they just taste flat to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, Mister Brian, um, thank you so much for being on this episode. Glad to have you, and uh, hopefully we'll get you back on sometime.
1: I hope so. As a when I'm a world class handyman. <laughs> yes, sir. That's Shortman, right. All right. Thanks, Levi.
0: Okay, y'all, we're back. Today's verse is found in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Before I talk about that verse, I do want to say I always read from my Bible when I'm doing this podcast because I just, there's something special about reading from the physical word. So uh, I really recommend if you don't have a Bible um, and you're just using your phone, get a Bible. If you don't have a Bible and you want one, please email me or leave um, a voice message. Click that link and Leave me a voice message and how I can contact you and get in touch with you and get one sent to you. Please, please do that. But anyways, back to that verse. um, It talking about being anxious and stuff. And um, I just, lately, I've been kind of anxious because as I was talking about earlier in the podcast, um, I'm really, like, worried about what I'm going to do and... uh, you know, what the future holds, because I'm graduating pretty soon, and so, you know, I'm nervous about um, what's to come, but I just gotta know that God's got it in His hands, and that I don't need to be anxious about that, and that when I turn to His Word, um, it says in verse 7, it says, And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So that that verse has really meant a lot to me, especially lately. And um, yeah, I just just recommend y'all get into your word. Um, If you don't have a Bible, contact me and I would be happy to get you a Bible. So anyways, y'all, thanks for listening as always. We've been growing our listenership a little bit. I'm happy to say we have about... 50 listeners a week so that's awesome for me when I started this thing I didn't even think I'd have more than 10 listeners you know my close family but y'all really stepped up and y'all been listening and so I'm just asking um if you want to share this with friends family and even your enemies you know and uh, <laughs> just try And we're trying to get our name out there and kind of let people know more about our podcast and what we're doing here. So we'd love if y'all share it with um, people you know and uh, spread the word. But anyways, thank y'all as always for listening and we'll catch y'all in the next one.